Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Since the spring, we have seen hundreds of billions of dollars written off the value of listed technology companies. We've seen profit warnings and we've now seen large scale redundancies which could mushroom. Has technology peaked? And what does it mean for Ireland, which is disproportionately dependent on foreign-owned technology companies? All questions for Una Fitzpatrick, the Director of Technology Ireland, which represents the technology industry here in this country. Good morning, Una. Good morning. Well, has it peaked? Uh, no, I mean, we, we still for, for, for forecast uh, growth within the sector. Um, I think what we're seeing now is, you know, a, a slowdown. Um, and I suppose what we would call maybe a right sizing. Um, and again, that's that's for a variety of reasons. Um, obviously, global inflationary pressures are, are impacting all sectors at the moment. Um, Ireland is, is quite well placed to deal with those. But I suppose specifically on the tech sector, um, what we're seeing perhaps is a correction from, from in part, some maybe over hiring during covid um, you know, we saw over the last two years about a 30% growth in the sector in Ireland specifically, which is, you know, phenomenal um, growth and, and there's still growth happening. Um, but obviously for, for sectors that, that grew maybe or the parts of the sector that grew most aggressively, you know, they're having to, to right size and, and correct now. Um, and I, again, you know, this is something that kind of has been forecasted. I know in our own put submission to government um, in, in August this year, we, we did forecast that this would happen. And, you know, Again, we're, we're always cautious. You, for, you forecasted that this, te- you know, technology recession would happen. I mean, we wouldn't call it a recession. We would say I know you're, you're calling it, it Una. Recession. You're very cheekily calling it right sizing, even though thousands of people might lose their jobs. Absolutely. And I mean, at, at the human level, um, that, that, that's an awful situation. But I suppose we're also then dealing with other members who are still hiring um, and still desperately looking for, for talent, um, especially, I suppose, when we look at our, our own indigenous tech sector and SME and founder led enterprises. Um, you know, they, they are constantly saying, you know, the access to talent is actually very difficult for them, you know, because they have been in competition with some of the larger companies. So, um, you know, from their perspective, they're, they're really hoping to, you know, be able to maybe attract some of this talent. Ah. So, so it might actually it might actually work out well for indigenous Irish technology companies because the big boys might, might not bully them or price them out of the market. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's a very competitive market, um, you know, across all sectors. We can see, you know, everyone is looking for, for tech professionals. You know, there's a real digital transformation happening across all sectors. And, you know, the tech sector itself is, is no different. Um, in particular, cybersecurity skills are very heavily in demand at the moment. And there's a real lack of expertise, um, you know, or, or, you know, the, the, the need for, for more professionals in that area. So there's huge opportunity for people with tech skills, um, I suppose, are our, our you know, what, what, what we want to see is that the international mobile tech talent that is here is retained um, within Ireland. I suppose our fear would be that it would move elsewhere. And um, that's definitely not what we want to see happen. So, But that is, um, that is a big risk simply because um, they might, be, might not have to pay the people as much uh, in other countries. And they certainly won't have the accommodation issues that they have in this country. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, any of the infrastructural challenges that we're facing, you know, really does put pressure um, in, on in terms of hiring and, and attracting talent into the country. So anything that can be done to address that really then helps um, in terms of the retention and attraction of key tech talent. Now, you won't be saying this, but um, should Ireland now start weaning itself off this dependency on technology? No, absolutely not. I mean, it's, as a sector, we're, we're still growing and will continue to grow into 2023. 
I mean, we're not the only strong sector out there. Um, you know, we can see the presence of pharma and medtech equally, and we're all part of, of an ecosystem that supports each other. Um, I think, you know, what, what can be done is really to, to focus on our, our, our homegrown and indigenous um, S, uh, SME um, tech companies and support them. It's all part of our larger ecosystem and the FDI and the indigenous companies do work together very heavily. Um, you know, nearly half of all uh, tech employees in Ireland are with indigenous Irish tech companies. So really, that's an area for, for a long time we've been crying out, you know, it, it needs to be supported um, as much as the FDI community is supported. Now, instead of laying workers off or making them redundant, why don't technology companies trim the fat in other ways? I don't know, like maybe use less office space and have people work from home a lot more, more remotely even. Well, that's definitely happening across the sector. Um, you know, there's there's definitely um, a, a, you know a serious amount of, of of you know hybrid working. We would say you know we we would regularly poll our members, and we can see the majority have adopted um, hybrid uh, working models, and that's you know very conducive in terms of allowing people to work from home, but then also coming together for innovative um, and kind of team and collaborative type work. Yes, but but to do that hybrid model, you still need to have the office space somewhere, usually in in Dublin, usually in the capital city. And that all costs money. Whereas if you downsized your uh, footprint, your office footprint more generally, then you might save money. You might not have to let people go. It's, it's, it's definitely something that companies are considering at the moment. Um, I don't think, uh, you know, all of them want to completely let go of all their office space. There definitely has been discussions about, you know, um, you know, maybe reducing the, the amount of space, but also that, you know, people are aware when people come together now, it's not necessarily to kind of kind of put the head down and do work in an office. When people come together, they want to be able to collaborate and innovate. And that actually calls for a different type of space. So what we're really seeing at the moment is a kind of reimagining of the workspace. So we're seeing less of the kind of workstation type environment and more of the kind of large meeting room, large gathering places. Um, and it's, I think it's important to have both. So generally what we're seeing companies, if, if people are kind of doing very dedicated work on, on a on a computer, they're, they're maybe working from home. And when they come into the office, it's a kind of a different space. It's it's more collaborative. Um, and that the balance of that seems to be working. And I, again, I don't think anybody has cracked this or solved this. Nobody really wants to make very kind of knee-jerk reactions in terms of their office conditions at the moment. You know, we're, we're not that long, um, you know, touch wood out of COVID. Um, Though I think the new boss of Twitter has certainly urged people to work a lot more in the office than from home. But unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it there. Una, thank you so much for joining us. That's Una Fitzpatrick, the Director of Technology Ireland. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.